All right, everybody, welcome to the Locked On Avalanche podcast. And it's no secret that the Avs are going to be looking a little bit different next season. And we are going to be diving in starting today on these free agents that are available. And we're going to do this by position. So today, let's start with the centers. New episode of Locked On Avalanche coming at you. Your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of Locked On Avalanche, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for tuning in and making it your first listen of the day. I'm your host, Chris Maselli. With me, as always, Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. Follow us on our social media outlets, L-O-P-N underscore Avalanche on Twitter, Locked on Avalanche on Instagram. Questions, comments, concerns, and opinions, Locked on Avalanche at gmail.com. Make sure to follow us on our YouTube channel over on YouTube. Hit subscribe, get notified when a new show goes live, and definitely subscribe to our subtext as well. Link to that is in the show notes below. And when you subscribe, you can talk to Kyle and I on a one-on-one basis. So we will get to Alexander Georgiev's grade, season grade for this past year. Um, and we'll also, if we have the time, because sometimes we go a little bit long with our uh, talking points here, uh, we're going to look at some of the, the memories from this past year that we really were that kind of stuck with us through uh, throughout the whole season and up until now. So, but first, we, you know, like, like I said in the beginning, it's going to be a very entertaining, exciting offseason for the Avalanche uh, because, you know, we've said multiple times, like they, they have a lot of free agents that they need to sign or not sign. Uh, obviously, if they don't sign the ones that, that are their unrestricted free agents, they're going to have to replace those with the guys that are out in the market. So who could some of those potential players be? And we're not going to sit here and make predictions on who they will sign. Maybe we'll do that, you know, a little bit later, closer to when free agency starts. But we just want to throw names out there that might be appealing to the abs or the fan base. And uh, we'll, we'll start with with centers. So that's what we're going to do um, in today's episode. And then, you know, next episode we'll do the wingers and then defensemen. And we'll, we'll kind of just go down the list. But. I, I mean, I think it's fair to start at the center position because that is a need, is it not? That yeah. That is one of the biggest needs for the Avalanche this offseason. Especially when the 2C position was up for grabs all year last year and nobody really wanted to go get it. Mm-hmm. And then you're going into this next season, you need some help there. And it's it's interesting when you look at the free agent centers that are out there. Do you want to go for experience or do you want to go with somebody that can, it's a little bit of a gamble, but could give you production off what you kind of, what are charting out here. So it's interesting to see where the avalanche could go in the 2C position, but then you saw with the production towards the end of the year, what you got on the fourth line in the center position, you never know where that production is going to come from, but you, you definitely need help there. It's a good question, man, because yeah, do you want to go with an established guy? The whole contract thing is going to be kind of fascinating to see what they do and who they what they offer, who they want to bring in to kind of take that 2C spot. 
because we keep saying like it might just have to be a, a veteran, like a seasoned veteran who might just might come in for a one year deal and then assess the Gabe Landeskog thing. You know, we, that that's just going to be on repeat for pretty much this whole off season until we know what they're going to do at that position. But do you take a chance on someone that's that's kind of not proven, but you're, you're seeing improvement, the, a possibility of bringing someone in and taking that role? But do you want to go there because you just did that last season Yeah, in-house? You tried to do that in-house. And what's to make you think like, well, if we go out-house for this, <laughs> that someone could come in and, and take the role? It's a gamble. I don't feel like they're going to do that because I just feel like they want to solidify it. They don't want to have another season of guesswork and patchwork and say like, well, we'll try this guy. We sign him in the offseason. We'll give him a shot at it. If it doesn't work, yeah, we'll go back to it. I don't think they want to do that. I think they want to go back to they know what they had when they traded for Nazem Kadri. That was the purpose of it, and it worked to a T. I think they're thinking like we tried it a different way, didn't go the way we wanted it to go. We got to go back. We got to go find that Nazem Kadri, that second Nazem Kadri. Well, see, now the thing is, when we're talking about the wide view of free agents coming up in this the center pool, two names that are also in that free agent list would be Evan Rodriguez and JT Comfer, who are also free agents. Yeah. And you talk yeah. about bringing in somebody. Do you want to take that gamble? Do you? Would you also feel comfortable trying to? throw a little bit more at Erod or JT Comfer to come back. And, you know, they already know the system. They know what they're doing. Do you want mm-hmm. to go at this again? Or do you want to go with who's on this list? Because there's names like, there's, there's a Stasny on there. And every time a trade <laughs> yeah. deadline comes mm-hmm. around, everybody wants to bring him back. Now's right. your chance. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, uh, that's... Uh, that... <clears throat> I can't get to that point with 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 Staz. I just feel like the production has dropped off way too much yeah. for him. If you want to bring him back as a depth guy, I, I'd be fine with that. And Evan Rodriguez, like more, I mean, his true position is a winger. They didn't really use him all that much as a center. And and it, you know, if if they felt like he could be the guy to take that role over, I think they would have put him there. But you know, you also had a lot of injuries, so it, it was tough to really put him at a center spot when. Number one, he doesn't really play there a ton, and he'd rather play on a wing. And Comfer, to answer your question, man, no. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's not my guy going to, to be in that role. If they want to bring JT Comfer back at the same money that he's making right now and a depth player, which is kind of what his role has been. He exceeded it this year. Thank you for that. But I don't have the confidence that JT Comfer can continue to put up what he put up this last season. I just don't. But the funny thing is, man, like he is he is going to be sought after. Yeah. Because the 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 pool is thin. It's really thin. And that's what I was about to bring up. And that's why I brought up both of those names around the trade deadline when we were talking hypotheticals, how we're putting together this roster. You had that little comfort in the back of your mind that Erod and JT could make up for what's not there. Mm-hmm. Well, now that safety blanket is gone too. So yeah. if you're going out there and making a move for a free agent center, mm-hmm. if you go up there and you're you're sorting everything by, okay, who's going to give me points? You're going to have to also go to the left field of that, that sort. You have to look at the age. Sure. It is very, very thin on young, 
productive sinners. So here's here's the only, and this is just going off of last season, obviously, and their cap hit. These are all of the unrestricted free agents who made more than $5 million last year. Jordan Stahl, Sean Monahan, Ryan O'Reilly, Jonathan Taves. That's it. Four guys, and, and nobody made five. So I, I really should have said over $6 because Stahl made $6 million. So Jordan Stahl made six, and he will be th- almost 35 years old uh, starting next season. Monahan made 6.375. He will be t- almost 29 when uh, his next season starts. He only played 25 games last year. He was getting thrown around a lot for yeah. the abs in the trade deadline. And I think if he was not injured, they might have entertained it more. But I think they were like, we can't go trade for a guy who's been injured all season when our entire team's been injured all season. Um, so they they kind of stayed away from that. He's a pretty decent player, but his health is an issue. Ryan O'Reilly, seven and a half million. Uh, he's 30, he'll be 32, like 32 and a half when next season starts. And then Taves is 10 and a half, which he will not make anywhere near that. And he just turned 35. So with the exception of Sean Monahan, all these guys are mid to lower 30s. That's kind of where you want to look. Um, so I wouldn't be against those other three guys. Monahan, you just don't know what the health situation is with him. Um, it obviously all comes down to money. And I can't really guess work right now, which you know, guys like Jonathan Taves might have to except it's nowhere near 10 and a half when you're if he comes back to the game of hockey i think he wants to i think he will i think he will yeah i mean it is is it's an if but i think he will um a lot of people love the ryan o'reilly idea i wouldn't be against that either like you know he's like i said 32 years old seven and a half last year (laughs) i don't think he'll be that at that that uh that cap but that could be a guy where if you throw some money at him, but does he want to take a one-year deal? Yeah. I'm not saying that a one-year deal is is 100%. Like, it's got to be a one-year deal. But if if that's, like, where the negotiation starts, I don't know if Ryan O'Reilly is like, I'm not going somewhere for, for one year, even if it's, if it's back to my old team. But you, you, you have to think that they would take Ryan O'Reilly and say, hey, you know what's going on with Landis God. You know what's going on with this team. Write it out with us for a year, and then after this year, we'll talk about the future. We'll see what happens with Landis Gog in this procedure. We'll see if he comes back. We could probably work something out. If you enjoy being here again, now that we're a winning team, we can we can well, work something out. My my, if I'm Ryan O'Reilly and they say that to me, I would just be like, well, then just give me a long term deal now. What are you waiting mm-hmm. for? You know what I mean? And, and and then the Avalanche would have to come back and say. Well then, we have to come to a lower number. We can't. We can't give you Gabe Landeskog seven million dollars. Yeah, and 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 give you uh, an extension. If you want to come here for four and a half or something like that, I know that's a big cut for you, especially at thirty-two. You could probably go make more somewhere else. Um, but if you want to come here, have a good solid run for three or four years, and make a few million less, come on board. I would be all for that. Yeah, I, if you're going to pay him seven million, you're going to have to also tell him, "Hey, if we're paying you this much for this long, you're going to play two C, three C, and four C because with this money, we got to put a team around you too." 
Yeah, right. Yeah, that that uh, and they're up against it too. Um, all right. Well, let, let, we're up against a, an ad break, so why don't we do that and then we'll kind of read off some other names that are out there because I think there are some enticing names at lower numbers um, that could potentially take over that spot. We shall see. Uh, but first, we are going to hear from eBay Motors. There you go. eBay Motors. And for a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. So just add your car to the My Garage tab and look for the green check to know that the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game. When we shop at eBay Motors, they have a whole, over 100, 122 million parts to choose from. So you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. And eBay Guaranteed Fit is only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only. And exclusions do apply. All right, continuing on with some of uh, the center free agents that could be uh, on the Avalanche radar. Uh, it, it is funny because I listed those guys that are at the high end in terms of what they made last year. Um, you go three more names past Jordan Stahl, you hit JT Confer. Yeah. So that's how kind of thin this market is for uh centers he he's up there and and he he is because he's hitting the market at the right time um the guys well someone who makes the same amount as him former av alexander kerfoot who was traded along with tyson berry for uh cadre so he's up I, I don't think that's someone that they bring back he never really seemed to find his way with the avalanche and he doesn't really seem to be doing that either with Toronto. I'd be interested to see if Toronto even brings him back. But those two guys could be in for a nice little deal because this this center position is a little bit of a struggle this offseason. Yeah, and then with the center position being such a like the free agent list being so thin, mm -hmm. it it begs the question: Would you not be more comfortable just kind of putting? some Eagles on the roster and waiting to the trade deadline and waiting for a team to bust and then start plucking centers that way. Because um, do you, do any of those names on that, on that list, like other than like your, your Boston Bruins, mm -hmm. does anything make it feel like, okay, this is the beginning of putting a team together right here. Well, they don't need to do that though. They don't need to put, I'm, well, well I, I should say they don't, they need to put a team together in terms of like filling out roster spots. They don't need to put a team together in terms of like they have their core, right? The core yeah. is yeah. set. The core is set. So, well, also the think... core wasn't enough to win the cup last year because that no, was, well, you didn't have some of you, like you, you know, what you were out with Landeskog and uh, Nachuskin, you know what I mean? Like you were down guys. So I think it's the Avalanche are looking at it two ways. Like we, we've, we have a full, healthy roster and we kind of fill in these guys that we're going to be losing, they feel like they'll be okay. I think that's kind of why they didn't go crazy at the trade deadlines because they thought they were going to be healthy 
and it didn't work out that way. No, none of these names are making me feel like, oh, this is a big time improvement over JT Conference Erod that we had last year that you might be losing, or the contributions Lars Eller's also gone. So you could right. like none of these make me feel like this is an upgrade. So here's when when you organize the the uh, center free agents uh, by points from last year. At the top of that list, he made four point four five million last year as Alex Kalorn on Tampa. He had uh, eighty two games played. He had sixty four points, which. That is a, a you know, even that is kind of a little bit low, in my opinion, for a 2C. Yeah. So your 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 unrestricted free agent centerman who had the most points in this free agent pool had 64 points in a full season, played 82 that, games. That's, uh, not that's what, the best. But it's also the same amount of points that got uh, Nas to Calgary. What did he have? Oh, you mean like his first season with Calgary? Yeah, no, that's I mean, that's what that kind of production was good enough for Nas in Colorado. Oh, so yeah, with the exception of his last year. Yeah, right, right, right. So right. that was that is around. I'm I'm okay with that. Like I'd like to see a little bit more. Yeah. Um, but that you know, if that's where you're starting, you know, <laughs> who's second on that list with 58 points, made 2.5 million. Patrice Bergeron. Still kicking at almost 38 years old. He played 78 games last year. And if the way that season ended for uh, for him with, with uh, the Bruins and how he exited the ice, you kind of felt like his time in Boston is done. Yeah. Now, is his time in the sport done is also uh, the question. Um, but do you would you consider bringing in someone at that stage in his career to be your 2C? That's a reach for me. As as good as a season as he had, to put him on on a Colorado Avalanche team and say like we need you at 38 years old to be our 2C for a full season and you know we're we're going for it. You could say like hey that's that's kind of similar to what he was doing in Boston. He's putting up the numbers in Boston. Look what they did last year. You're asking the Colorado Avalanche to get somebody and ask them to be healthy. It's a tough thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> But hey, he can be like, hey, I'm almost 38 years old and I played 78 games last year. So uh, you don't need to worry about me. Worry about the rest of your team. <laughs> we're we're, yeah. we're paying somebody to be healthy. Just be healthy and play 2C. Yeah. But we're going to go two seasons without our number one C in Gabe yeah. Landeskog. Now, two points behind him and in eight less games than him. And he had a $1 million cap hit. He was his teammate, David Krejci. So he and he's 37 years old. So in 70 games, he had 56 points. So there's another guy. And then fourth on this list, we're keep circling back to JT Comfer. JT Comfer had the fourth most points for unrestricted free agents last year with his 52 in 82 games played. So that is what it is. But the guy after him could be an interesting offseason for uh Barbashev. He, he made 2.25 yeah. last year. Uh, he played 82 games. He only had 45 points, which was a pretty good drop up. What did he have the year before? Um, I'll look that up. But I, I wonder about him. I do. I, I wonder if he could be a guy that's maybe on 
the abs radar. I don't know what it would cost you for him. He's going to want a little bit more because he's at the 27 year uh, age group. And so he's going to want to cash in as much as he can, but that's what I was about to say. It's not like the abs are in a position to give term or really give him a year at uh, the age 27 deal. You can't really promise much future. You could, I, I don't know if that's something he wants to do, especially with so many teams out. And then with the way the draft lottery went unexpectedly for teams like Anaheim, where they were banking on getting that number one pick and they're not. So they're going to have to make moves in free agency to put that team together that they were anticipating mm-hmm. getting Connor Bedard. So you, you might mean, see them make moves like that, but. Barbashev, like his best season was with St. Louis in 21-22. He had 60 points. Um, so, and that's his best season really by far. So it, he's one of those guys where you just keep thinking that he, he might make, and when the Rangers traded him, uh, or not, not the Rangers. Um, no, who did the Rangers trade to St. Louis? Who am I? Th- I'm, I'm, I'm mixing Barbashev up with somebody else. I'm, I'm, I can't remember who it was, but Barbashev, like with his time in St. Louis, he kind of took off after after the 21 22 season and he hasn't ca- recaptured that. It's only a couple of years ago, but um, he could be one of those guys like, hey, if the ads feel like it, we'll bring him over to us. And we can get the most out of him. He might be an interesting name that gets floated around. And if he's not going to, he can't take the 2C, I have no problem putting him down on the bottom six roll. But then you have that same problem still there yeah. for you, which nobody's taken over the 2C yet. And, and let's let's be honest here. Like the, the avalanche, we're going to fix them project. It's kind of losing its luster a little bit. We mm. were a couple of years removed from the Val Nachushkin project. We couldn't real like erod was nice mm-hmm. but the, arturi lekkinen hasn't really exploded like we anticipated like that we're, uh, he's he's all right he's I'm all fine. right he's, he's he's all right we we need that that next level next level guy because we're reverting back to a one-line team the like we're not even a three-headed monster right now no, and that's that's all. That's why I feel like the abs are just feeling like hey, we correct these injuries, th- this injury thing, and and all those other guys like the the Lekkinens who let's see, he had fifty one points last year. Um, they feel like if we have a healthy team, guys like him will benefit from that. True. So, yeah, I think he he they're 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 feeling okay with what they got with Lekkinen. Um. After that, man, like I don't want to go too far down this list unless it's guys that just had, you know, uh, injury riddled season and therefore not towards the top of this list in terms of points, because the further you go down this list, the further you're getting away from someone who can take over a 2C role. You know what I mean? So you have, yeah, Ryan O'Reilly is kind of, you know, in 53 games played, he had 30 points, but. He only played 53 games. Once you step past Ryan O'Reilly, you're in your Nick Benino, Pierre Edward Belmar territory. And then you're just like, you know, you had, like you said, uh, Nick Bukestad is on there. Um, Max Domi. Well, Domi's more of a winger than a, a, a real. I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't really do anything with him at center. I don't even know if I, I mean, good but i i think his defense is pretty suspect 
And if you can't play defense as a forward on a Jared Bednar team, you're probably not going to last long. I don't know, man. Like that, that's it's, it's going to be tough. I, I, I'm almost getting the feeling like whoever the the Avs get, with the exception of maybe like a couple names, might not be there for very long. So, are any of those guys guys that you want to give long term deals to? No, not really. So I, I that's why I'm kind of sticking with the one year. Let's see what we can get out of you, and then we'll just kind of do this all again next year. It's a different crop of guys, a different crop of free agents, and we'll do this again. We'll pull what we can out of what's available to us for a year. If we can get that one guy to agree to a year, if you have to give him two, give him two, <laughs> and and just go from there. It's it's. I have I just mm. I I have that feeling that it's going to be one of those years that nothing happens. It's going to be a lot of call ups and patch throughs, and it's going to be one of those trade deadline opposite of last year because they feel like that's where they messed up last year. They're going to overcompensate this year at the trade deadline, and I feel like that's where the moves are going to be made. So you're going to see a lot of Colorado Eagles filling out this roster on the cheap. Or they go the trade route. They go the trade route and make a deal. And and kind of guys we were talking about yesterday, kind of their time with the Avalanche is over. Um, because when we're talking about free agents, it doesn't get me excited to bring in a guy and say, go get that guy Mm -hmm. and he will solve your two C problems. There, there, there's a holdover for a couple guys, but a long-term solution might have to come through the trade. So, um, all right, let's hear from brand new sponsor, bird dogs and then we will get into alexander georgiev's grade on the season kyle is loving these bad boys we we got them in the mail we got some uh freebies in the mail from bird dogs and uh you got them there sir yeah look at i'm telling you man these these i've heard of bird dogs never owned any until now and my god these things are more than comfortable i i I think comfortable is an understatement I will not ever take them off. They, I love these things. I <laughs> and love them. When when I when I first got them, I'm like, you know, these are good for anything. These are yes. good for just lounging around uh, the house. These are good for uh, family get-togethers. I am a golfer. These are great for the golf course. They're yep. comfortable. You got to go you have a little bit of a dress code if you go golfing at a nice uh, uh, place to go hit, go uh, play the links. Uh, these are perfect for that, and they are insanely comfortable. And that's the bird dogs uh, thing: is is fit, comfort, comfort, and versatility. And they got them, they got them. So uh, if you can head over to birddogs.com/slash locked on NHL, when you enter the promo code locked on NHL, they will throw in a free custom bird dogs Yeti style tumbler. With every purchase, Kyle has it right, dude. I didn't even see the bottom. Hold that up again. The bottom has stamped Bird Dog logo right on the bottom there. Well played, Bird Dogs. I'm telling mm. you guys, these are uh, some some well made pants. They have shorts, like we said. They have like bathing suits over there. Uh, so definitely go to BirdDogs.com/slash/lockedonNHL. Put in that promo code LockedonNHL, and uh, when your order comes in the mail. You'll get some wonderful new shorts and pants and a beautiful new tumbler for your drinking pleasure. 
All right, sir. Uh, so last bit of info to get to today, and that is Alexander Georgiev's uh, grade for last season. And of course, we ran long, so we didn't get to our moments that we wanted to uh, discuss. <laughs> but we always have that for tomorrow. It's a long off season. We have, we have time. True. So we'll get to that tomorrow. Um, so if you're watching on YouTube, let's bring up the graphic for Georgiev's grades. There you have them uh, over on Instagram. Everybody gave A's. I gave them the old A+. And uh, YouTube, 70% A. Twitter was 71% A. And Instagram gave them 78% A. And I keep saying this. I'm so glad that he proved me wrong. Because yeah. uh, I... I, I if you if you're you know an everyday or you know that our, our secondary teams uh on the east coast i'm a i do follow the rangers my dad was a big ranger fan i grew up watching ranger games so i have a kind of soft spot for the rangers so i watch i do watch a lot of ranger games i was not impressed with him when he was uh, and he didn't get a lot of time uh you know because you're behind shesterkin so that, uh, that's understandable but I kind of was like, eh, when you're given the opportunity, seize it. And he never really did that. The Avalanche saw something in Alexander Georgiev, and they brought him in. And uh, he is making Joe Sackick and Chris McFarland look even more smart than we already think that they are. So he had a fantastic season. There you see a lot of his stats up on the screen. And for so for me, it, I gave him the A plus because he proved me wrong. So yeah. you get the extra plus when uh, for for my grade anyway. Old Yorgiev getting the Arthur Fonzarelli grade. He's getting another <laughs> the A's. A's. Um, <laughs> uh, it's you're talking about your your turnaround on him and from not believing in him to really believing in him towards the end of the year. Again, for the everydayers that listen, I've gone from I don't know about this Yorgiev guy to hey, why don't we think about trading Frankie? That should tell you something, right? For you, for you to be there, yes, yes. that's. I I've he he has been one of the the shining stars for this team with all the injuries, with all the ups and downs, with everything on and off the ice the Avalanche have endured this year. You haven't heard a peep out of Yorgiev. He's done the job better than most. He's been the most rock solid, reliable goal the Avs have had probably since Varlamov. Um, I've absolutely enjoyed it i give him a flat a mm -hmm. uh, could have gave him a plus but that's he deserves that like probably yeah. one of the best players on the team all year long uh, i think what, what you said like he he, he like he's so calm yep. uh, you know it, he keeps his mouth shut he doesn't say anything that's like buzzworthy uh, and we all know a goalie in the division who is the complete opposite. So there was that one time where the Avalanche were having that tough stretch and he wasn't playing well. The whole team wasn't playing well. And he gave up a goal and he turned around and he slammed his stick against the yeah. crossbar. And that was like so out of character for him. And when he did it, Kale McCarr was right there. And Kale McCarr immediately went to him and be like, dude, it, it, it's on us. <laughs> he was almost like, it's not your fault. But I don't think that really gave Georgiev any like sell. He's like, no, he's like, fine. I can't imagine how that conversation went, but it probably went something like, I got to do my job too. Yeah. I can't just, you know, blame it on you guys and just explain that away and say, oh, okay. Kale McCarr said it's, it's their fault. I'm fine. 
No, he wants to, he wants to be that guy that when his team isn't playing well, he steps up. And there was just a little moment in time where, where it wasn't happening. But for the rest of the season, he was that guy. <laughs> he was that guy hand over fist all season long. There was a moment in time that he was leading in shutouts in the league. He was lead. I think he was like leading or, or tied. He tied with Darcy Kemper for a while. With, with Darcy Kemper, right? And they both ended up with five. Uh, Sorokin ended up with six. So, and I think Sorokin got a sixth late in the season too, to to kind of separate <laughs> from the rest of the crowd. But five shutouts, uh, forty wins. Only 16 losses, and, and he was durable. He played 62 yep. games, which was second, I think, in the league. I think he was tied for second. There was two guys, him and one other guy had 62, and then I think Allmark Mace played 64. So he he needed to be – then the Avs don't like to do that. They don't no. like to put a lot of pressure on their, their A1 goalie. They like to give the backup – significant time for a backup and it just couldn't happen this year with all the injuries and they had to lean on him a little more he was up for the job he was yep. up for it so uh everything he did this year um it, it and i said it in a, in a previous episode I, i'm just happy going into next season not worrying about the goalie position because yeah. we have for the past few years you never really knew what it was going to be they didn't sign a guy you know got other guys went other places and it was kind of like a revolving door and at least for the next few years it's not going to be because he's your guy yeah he did so well we didn't get any sweet keith kincaid action this year no no which for some reason everybody was wanting except i i I, didn't do anything for me but uh (laughs) there were some people out there that really thought he was gonna come up i i don't know it is that is what it is uh, but Georgiev, uh, uh, you know, and some of the comments were all praiseworthy for him. Um, so I think the fan base as a whole are very satisfied and happy with what Georgiev did for this season. Yep. So, all right, that's going to wrap it up for today. Uh, we thank you for tuning in and making it your first listen of the day. We will be back tomorrow. We'll talk about those uh, moments from last year that we kind of. Uh, have stuck with us some of those exciting moments which you always get from avalanche hockey so that's going to wrap it up everybody thank you for tuning in he is mr shaggy von doom kyle sullivan i am chris maselli this is the locked on avalanche podcast and we'll see you guys tomorrow go abs go